I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV. I'm Scott Sweeney here in the Chill Zone with Ryan Ankner. Rye, how do you do? Um, doing great, Hoops. Uh, what's happening, as I often say? I A uh, lot, of, lot of news this week, a lot of wild... Can we start at the top with the most important news item, like across the board? I would like that. It's a white boy summer. Wow. Apparently. <laughs> According to Tom Hanks' son, Chet. Chet Hanks, a.k.a. Chet Hayes. Is, is. He is a very He's, much a friend of the show. I was going to say, but thank you. And it looks like the Meg is down here. Yes. How did you sneak? <laughs> Should um, we pause for a second? Nah, she'll be all right. Okay. Just get her to leave us alone. Um. Yeah, he, I guess, came out on his Instagram and proclaimed that this was going to be a quote-unquote white boy summer, which is like his fun way of just saying that it's going to be a good time. And he was like listing off all these things that weren't allowed, like yeah. plaid and salmon shorts and golf shirts or something. Yeah, he was presenting it as like corny white guys don't wear this stuff or do these things. But because it has white in the name, it's like starting a race war somehow. Yeah. Like I said uh, earlier, I literally am pretty sure that I was reported on Instagram for just sharing content with the word white white boy in it. Mm. Because apparently white boy is racism. Yeah. And he's already, he's course correcting. He's, you know, explained it and added some new summers like Black Queen Summer. Mm-hmm. He even made the merchandise white or black queen summer t-shirts and hoodies and leggings. And like he had it, it cracked me up how quickly he got all the merch out and up on the website for sale. Yeah. This happened. This started the day after we did the show last week. And since then we saw like the birth and life and death of this whole white boy summer thing. Mm. And it's our, it's only spring. I, I believe that it's still going strong. Yeah. That, boy down and it's like it's a he, disgrace he's just funny he's a good talker i love he's a must follow on instagram oh yeah if you're not on there folks he seems like a hang he seems fun yeah like we were saying earlier like colin hanks his brother who's actually in movies and stuff like really you know has sort of created a career mm. kind of like a shittier version of his dad yeah he's just boring and he doesn't seem like he'd be a good hang yeah. and he's not funny he had some post after Chet where he was doing something about summer and everyone was like, what kind of summer is it, Colin? That's a- very funny. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah, Chet's the one. Colin's, oh, yeah. Colin's whatever. I have said my favorite or my, the hierarchy of Hanks, in my opinion, goes Chet, then Colin, and then Tom wow. in terms of talent and likability. Wow. <laughs> That's the order. That's fucked up. It is fun to imagine Tom Hanks interacting with his son, Chet Hayes. They just seem like completely different 
I can't picture them having a real conversation about anything. I can see Tom like bailing Chet out of various inconveniences, Mm -hmm. like perhaps when people try to cancel him for white boy summer or as he's been on again, off again, sober guy, you know, similar to like, you know, his character in your honor. I could see him on the stand, you know, Mm. with his dad in the audience. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's happened at least a couple times. Being Tom Hanks' son, you have a certain sense of gravitas and like you're kind of uncancelable to a certain degree, Mm. which is why I think he behaves the way that he does. I get it. Yeah. It is funny that people call Tom Hanks America's dad because Chet Hayes like is America. Just pretty much. (laughs) Just in one. He's he's everything. He represents white and black America. As a culture vulture, as the Lucy was telling me, people call it. Mm, that I don't like, like the term. Yeah, I don't like it one bit. But yeah, but I guess it makes sense if he's you know black people don't seem to be bothered by the fact that he tries to act like them though. Yeah, it's not racism. It's just kind of lame. His whole bit saying church after things. Like, That's funny. Church. Ha. Ha. Um. Speaking yeah. of. No, of, just one yeah, last thing. Sure. If White Boy Summer can't happen, if it's too controversial, can I suggest a Turkey Boy Summer? I mean... Insert I, crowd applause sound effect everybody's here. Everybody's going fucking nuts. <laughs> They're fucking losing their minds. It's a Turkey Boy Summer, folks. Movies are back. We're back. It's all happening. Uh, I, I'm for it. And nobody can call Turkey Boy Summer racist or inappropriate because yeah. it's it's its own thing, you know? Thank you. Up news. Uh, rapper Lil Nas X. I mean, not that you can really call Chet Hanks hip hop, but he is releasing the White Boy Summer track. He does speak with an interesting accent. That uh, that song's going to be fire. No I doubt. think so. Little Nas X, the guy who did Old Town Road, is trying to eke back into relevancy with these uh, Nike like hybrid mischief satan shoes they were there are these black nike air max 97s with a pentagram on them and there's a like a bible quote on the box and like some religious stuff on the side and then like devils all over the box and there's only 666 pairs and a lot of religious groups and conservative types are furious and just like he wanted them to he Basically came out and was like, I'm going to do a troll job where I, as a gay black man, have sex with the devil and make this wacky video and all these people are going to get mad about it. And then they did. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. They all did exactly as he was expecting. Yeah. You know, and like we were saying earlier, he's the guy who became famous by making a silly anthem-y kind of song about nothing that became a mega hit somehow yeah one of those stupid gangnam style type songs that just like becomes a thing even though it stinks everyone remembers old town road i'm sure it's bought him like a a couple of years of relevancy and it was like a multi-platinum album just on that and then that went away and no one cared so he told everybody that he was gay that bought him another year and a half and now he needs to do this and you know i don't have an issue with him being gay i don't have an issue with any of that i just no i think that the fact that he's not very talented speaks for for why i dislike him and i think that this is another one of his little gimmicks and they're kind of an ugly shoe like the air max 97 is not my favorite nike Mm. and then 
to take that dumb little like Christmas tree ornament and hang it off the top isn't really doing him any favors. Yeah. I'm honestly just glad that he finally came out with a new song. I'm yeah. proud that <laughs> something new in the in the catalog. Yeah. I heard like 30 seconds of it. It didn't sound very poppin'. It sounded just kind of like like yeah, this is music. Not not like this song. This is a hot one. Well, I got to tell you. Oh wow. I heard you boys talking about Lil Nas X. Wow. And I was driving by in my truck and mm. I had to stop and come in down here to the zone to tell you about how I feel. Wow. I got to admit I'm disgusted as a Christian. <laughs> I think that it is blasphemy that he even mentions the devil's name, mm. put him on a box with a shoe. I I already don't like the fact that he's a homosexual, mm. but That's... I'm going to let that go because it's 2021, but I'm never, ever going wow. to accept the devil in my home. I Man. don't want to see him on the television. I don't want to hear about him on my radio. Hank, do you feel at all foolish for falling for such an obvious troll job? I don't know about what a troll is, but I know when I see <laughs> a devil... I mean, I'm in my truck. I will cut the wheel and I will drive over that devil. So he better not be walking around out here in Tennessee because yeah. I will take him out. To you, internet trolls are the same thing as the devil. You'll take them all down with your six shooter. Yes. Perhaps. Anyone who comes against me, I will run them over. Yeah. Especially little Nas X. <laughs> wow. Hank, threatening celebrities here on the program. Um, imagine if that were to become like flagged i guess you can't you can't threaten anybody at all whether it's in hank's voice or not i mean but that was a joke if you're the cia is listening i have no intent to hurt anybody and hank isn't real i feel like we have a good amount of cia turkey heads wouldn't that be great we had some like people deep on the inside some people could benefit us somehow maybe get us like movie tickets or something yeah People working on like the X Files, just unwinding with a nice uh, episode of Enough. Did you see? I might as well get all the hip hop stuff out of the way. Bad Baby, aka Danielle Bergoli, aka Baby. the Catch Me Outside girl from Dr. Phil. I mentioned last week that she turned 18. Wow. Uh, yesterday, I guess, or so, she decided to create an OnlyFans account, which, for those that don't know, is an, on the internet where people can give you money to see you nude. Mm. And her account made $6 million, or I'm sorry, $1 million in six hours. Wow. Which is a new record that was set previously by actress Bella Thorne. Ooh, yeah. So now, like, these, you know, actresses slash musicians slash pop idols, whatever they are, are coming in and taking over the OnlyFans scene, which I know that the sex workers don't appreciate. I know that caused controversy with Bella Thorne. I can't imagine this is being received well. Yeah. It's a very funny snapshot of the times that it really is. She turned eighteen, and then like days later, it's like, well, I gotta, you know, get an OnlyFans popping. Of course, yeah, get naturally this all fired up. Yeah, that uh, that's wild. There's no babe hot enough where I would no. subscribe to like just their OnlyFans. I feel like most of them. It's like cameo. Uh, I, bet you, like, I bet you we could find one. I I mean, if, if Ana like, de Armas created an OnlyFans great and, it was, and it was $10, yeah. I would pay for it. At least one month. The free there's, trial there's a kid. Free, there's a few, yeah, oh, a free trial. You're like, can I get a free version of this and I don't have to put my credit card in? I know Ben Affleck. Send me the link. Give me the stuff. Yeah, it's just one more thing. And I mean, I guess I, own, I actually, funny enough, I root for this girl. 
I'm not really sure why she just, mm. I get a kick out of her. I think she kind of got railroaded on the Dr. Phil thing. He sort of made a fool of her and then rode that coattail for five minutes, getting a lot of views and YouTube and all over everywhere. And it was a thing and it was a meme. Mm. She was a huge meme that year. And then he sent her to some weird like re-education kind of place in mm. Utah where they, she alleges that they molested her and it was a bad time. Oh, wow. And that sucks. And I don't know if it's real or not, whatever, but- I have been rooting for her ever since, and I'm hoping that she makes a lot of money on OnlyFans and then does something good with it investments-wise because her music is not great. Yeah, she's... I do love when someone's like... They get famous off of being on a show like Dr. Phil or Jerry Springer or whatever shows like that are on now. And then they're like, should I segue this into a music career? I'm a musician now. I don't see why not. <laughs> like, let's just go for it. Life is great. I mean, did you see that Tarantino has been floating around the idea that there's a 20-hour cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which people thought was an April what Fool's are you doing? joke? But what are you doing? It's just another one of these Tarantino stories where he's, you know. I feel like he saw the Snyder cut and was like, four-hour movie? Mm-hmm. I, I got a 20-hour cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What do you think of that? Nah. Yeah, the the way I see it, it's one of those okay. things. He He's the guy, he makes, he's my favorite director. I'm wearing a Pulp Fiction t-shirt right now that you Cheers. gave me, thank you. No problem. I love it. I love mm -hmm. him. That being said, he's kind of an ass. And yeah. there's always some fake Tarantino story. I, I forget if you just mentioned the Star Trek thing. Yeah. Like Star Trek, then the Vega Brothers movie, mm. or like there's just, he loves having like folklore about yeah. him sur like floating around. Yeah, it's never over. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out like two years ago, and it's still like he's got the book coming out in a month. He's talking about this 20-hour cut. He knows how to just like keep himself like in the air he's always i don't know yeah and it's yep. smart he's been extremely relevant for 40 years or what 30 years whatever it's been like yeah. what was it 92 or 93 the reservoir dogs came out and he stole mm. sundance yeah and it's just been a rocket ship ever since but yeah it's like a 20 hour cut there's no way there's like a, a properly edited together 20 hour movie that would make sense he probably just has like 20 hours of footage and it's right. like the most non-linear garbage on earth of just like that scene with Bruce Dern drawn out for 45 extra minutes and yeah. then like Brad Pitt driving in a car by himself with like six new songs playing and then that I'd like be interested in yes. Leo getting drunk a couple more times and then that's the movie and I just sold good. myself yeah I was gonna say. beyond the Bruce Dern boringness <laughs> I'm I'm in yeah. so Bruce Dern's probably dead now anyway I'd take a peek at that I mean maybe they can recast it with Laura Dern ooh I bought that book. It comes out in like June and I'll probably read half of it, talk about it in the book corner and then just kind of have it on the counter, just looking nice. But yeah, that, you mentioned that Vega Brothers thing. That's the movie he talked about making for years with John Travolta's Pulp Fiction character and Michael Madsen's Reservoir Dogs character. Yes. They yeah. both are Vegas in their respective movies. And this is a movie that like suggests that they are in the same universe now. Yeah. All yeah. his movies kind of have a little tie in somewhere. Mm. 
like red apple cigarettes or like whatever it is. There's like a little, like the lore kind of thing, which, you know, as a fan, I dig that. It's fan service. It's fun. Yeah. The Vega Brothers movie would have been great in 2000. I think it might be even better if they just made it now. (laughs) You think they should make it now with Travolta with a wig on? And I guess he had probably a wig for Pulp Fiction too, but... Them in like wild hogs mode, maybe CGI de-aged to uh Oh, like Irishman style de-aging with like some sort of a like going in style style old man comedy. Yes. I'm in. Michael Madsen. Can't be rump. Michael Madsen's like, yes, I need this. Let's go. He has like four ex-wives getting alimony out of him, so he needs this work. Let's do it. How you doing? I'm here. I'm already drunk driving to the set. Ready to go, Quentin. That woman deserves her revenge. <laughs> I'm in. Sign me up. Fuck it. Green light. And we're watching it on our break this evening on the program on HBO Max, but it's also in theaters doing Bafo box office, as they say. Yeah, what are those numbers again? Godzilla vs. Kong is Blue Way expectation scoring a massive $9.6 million couple of days we're not even at the weekend yet like today's friday right and so that's just thursday night it actually came out wednesday right yeah wednesday so wednesday thursday yeah biggest box office opening day of any movie since the covid19 pandemic began so they're really yeah they're they're changing the whole landscape yeah movies wise of like expectations like oh 10 million all right Mm. So you've been, like we said earlier, you've been optimistic from the beginning about- Scotty Sunshine. About the theaters bouncing back. I haven't, Mm. and I'm hoping that I get to eat those words because I love movie theaters. And I mean, we were in the movie theater the other night seeing Nobody, which we'll talk about in reviews. And I must admit, first movie I'd seen since Tenet, which was almost a year ago. Mm. The second we sat down, there was a group of unruly, loud teenagers to my left. And I, for a split second, I thought to myself- I really wish we were in my basement for this. Mm. I just, I hate this. They yeah. were making this like ah! sound between different moments of silence. And then they were, wa- they get up and down and up and down and up and down a lot. Yeah. It is and, funny. Uh, like, yeah, like eight months not being in a movie theater. We're in there for a second looking around like, wow, this is cool. This is fun. And then people come in making ruckus and we're both immediately like, ah. just immediate <laughs> furiousness. Like, like why could you right just shut the fuck up they tapered off but i, I was did, yeah, i luckily, was concerned thank god i was ready i was ready i was like do i get confrontational do i yeah. start an argument with like do you want to see what it's like <laughs> with the group of kids i'll well, show you what it's yeah, like that was the line seinfeld <laughs> show you what what's like yeah uh <laughs> but we'll talk about nobody in reviews we both loved it yeah movie Joey theaters loved it. are back it's a turkey boy summer get familiar folks positivity scotty i love it Thank why don't i you. take us down to the birthday corner really quick we'll crank wow. through some birthdays speaking to tarantino the big guy turned 58 this week what are you doing what are you doing thank you thank you for the uh, well wish thank pop, you pop sensation diana ross is 77 Ooh. Oh. Christopher Walken is 78, and I think it's the perfect time for me to unveil my Christopher Walken impression. You know what? I've never heard anybody do a Christopher Walken impression, so I'm very excited to hear this. It's, I'm Christopher Walken. Give me the watch. Oh, ah. It's my birthday. (laughs) Pretty good, right? Surprisingly strong, yeah. Spot on. Jay Moore, look out. 
Um, anyway, William Daniels, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, is 94. Feeney. Happy birthday, Feeney. Ewan McGregor is 50. 50. And Amanda Bynes is 35. Wow. Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend no of the doubt. show. I actually ran into her at a spa in the waiting area once. In a, she was in a robe. I was in a robe. There were two heavy set women in a robe. And <sighs> you can only imagine where that went. Amanda Bynes, lover of the show. Actually, it was me and the overweight women oh. in the steam room. <laughs> oh, fuck. But we'll go off air for that because I already yes. have been canceled on Instagram this week. I don't need to get canceled on the program as well. Yeah, that's a good plot twist. Yeah, that's Patreon content. We'll take that to mm. Patreon, no doubt. Um, did you see that Netflix has is buying the Knives Out sequels, Knives Out 2 and 3, for an astounding $450 million dollars? Should have said that in the Dr. Evil voice, but what can you do? Life is great. Life is great. Life is great. I mean, this is, that's an outrageous amount of dough for two Knives Out sequels. I didn't like the first one. I mm. It got nominated for a lot of awards. Yeah. I like it fine. I don't think I've spoken to anyone who didn't like it. So I feel like it's one of those, I can't think of another good example, but this is one, of, there's a few of these where a movie is sort of like this accidental smash hit and everyone but me loves it, and I just feel stupid. I'm just mm. like, I felt dumb when I watched it. I got confused, and I made Lucy shut it off. Yeah. I, I think like, I paid to rent it, and then just, that was it. I think we saw it in the theater, didn't we? No, no? I did not. I famously did not see it in the theater, no. and then I paid, or I like I paid to rent it when it came on iTunes, and okay. I was just confused by it. I like it. It's like... I like a good mystery where you're like trying to figure it out the whole time, especially if it has a, a clever ending, which I think that movie does. And, you know, the sprawling ensemble cast and the, the sequels, the only returning cast member is Daniel Craig, as I can't remember his detective's name, but the uh, sequels, Squiggy Johnson. Yes. The sequels are going to be like him as like a Sherlock Holmes type, like him investigating a new case. Like... I think the second one takes place in, in Greece. We'll probably have like a fun, wacky cast. I'll of, give it a chance. It's coming to Netflix. Like you, I just hope that it's not typical Netflix original content that just looks like a fucking info, a shiny infomercial. Yeah. I'm sure Ryan Johnson and Netflix execs will clash on set. Like right. Ryan, him him like trying Ryan, to make a real movie. Yeah. Like we don't do like stylish cool stuff here just make it look like it, all the other stuff we do get it going just churn it out i feel like you love ryan johnson i'm a fan you're a big looper guy big looper guy that's one of the best time travel movies which is a very frustrating genre but that movie handles it well and it is a good rewatch mm. big fan of that film kid did you hear they uh they postponed opening day Kid. I don't know why I'm asking you like you don't know. Yeah, like I wasn't fucking sitting outside in the fucking rain holding my fucking Red Sox pennant, blackout drunk, oh waiting for the fucking Oh my god, kid. I was, test I was testing you. I was testing you. We weren't together, though. I was in Fenway inside. Fuck you. Like, I already made it. I climbed over the wall and made a tent in the dugout. And I was like, I'm not leaving unless you let me watch the game. Kid. And then I got arrested. <laughs> Do you remember when you bailed me out? Thank you. I did. I mean, I was pretty fucked up, but I was like, I should fucking get this rascal out of here because he's the only guy who can find me that, that coke 
that I need. Do you remember that time when you tried to bail me out with coke? When you had no cash on you and you were like, to the cops, you were like, I know you do coke too. And you like shoved it in their hand and then they were like, you're under arrest. And then we were both arrested. That was classic. Oh, fuck, man. That was a wild weekend. That was back when we were boondock saints before we became boondock angels. Kid. Did you watch the City on a Hill premiere? Kid, you While mean- we're in this mode, we might as well do it. And this time, I think we're going to do the whole thing in the voice. You mean Gritty on a Hill? My fucking favorite Showtime series? Fuck, kid, that's good. Do you just come up with that? Kid, I fucking did, and it's fucking sick. You know what else it? is gritty? Your sister's underwear. Kid, fuck you. I'm going to fucking beat you up like I'm Kevin Bacon as Jackie Raw. Everybody's favorite, unforgettable, coke-doing Boston detective from the 90s. Kidding. I just, I thought it was a piece of shit show, and now I really think it's a piece of shit show. Mm. They brought in Michael O'Keefe from Caddyshack doing the worst fucking Boston accent I've ever heard. He doesn't sound like he's fucking from here. Kid, he doesn't fucking sound like this. This is what Boston sounds like. These are this, these are real authentic accents. Very authentic. Very, you can tell, like, we're in the bean right now, talking authentically, being real. When you watch the Showtime show... Where's our fucking season two on Showtime? And like fucking tits in our face and like all the money we can spend on whatever we want, like like Bruins jerseys and fucking the house on the Cape where we can like have girls over. Kid, that's what I'm fucking about. That's what it's all about, kid. Sun, beer, my my truck. I'm mixing up my characters. I know. I was, was going to say. So the Bean guys also have a truck. Okay. Monty's at home with his notepad. Like, ah, that's that's not correct. But yeah, the funniest thing about City on a Hill is watching the show, it seems like it was written by us doing <laughs> those characters. Like, you, you turn Character. on the season two premiere. It's Kevin Bacon as Jackie Rohr driving around his cop car, doing coke while driving, and then the prostitute he has in shotgun overdoses suddenly, and he drives into, like, the the creation of the big dig. It's just like, this is... This is a fucking bean set crime drama. Carmela's this, cousin from The Sopranos working his way in there. Like yes. them just pr- mispronouncing all sorts of different words, but like overly so. People think the Boston accent is just you remove the R's. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. Kid, I'm saying fucking I am perfect I mean, at I'm, it. And fuck I'm you. I'm trying to learn from you, really. Thank but you. I think a thing that people think I who grow- are actors, they study like The Departed and then they just drop all the R's in every word. And that's not really how it goes. Because they were saying like informant. They were, like I just did it in an actual act, but they, I don't even remember how they pronounced it, but it's just off. And you're like, he's from Michigan. That's one of the funniest parts about watching the show. It's just like, yeah, like listening to the accents and just, yeah, like people saying like Hyde Park, fuck you. Kevin Bacon's is okay. This is, but he's a fine. good actor. Yeah. So like he can kind of carry it. I'm waiting for his like sideways dick shot, Ooh. like in Wild Things, and I believe. Hollow Man, he's nude in as well. Yes. So I think that's kind of his thing. So any episode now, we're going to get a nice, <laughs> nice uh, midway dick shot. You see his big invisible dick in Hollow Man, no doubt. Funny. Yeah, that bacon. He loves revealing that. Mm. It's like he's in good shape. Thing. He looks great for a man in his 50s. I would too. Kid. Uh, I like my popcorn with, uh, with butter, lots of butter. We like the butter. We love the butter. Also, the title of that show, City on a Hill, is so uninteresting. 
Right. Like, who's going to be sold by this? Like, City on a Hill. Fucking Boston is on a hill? This is sick. Fucking love this. When you live in Boston, you don't even really think about the fact that it's on a hill. I lived like at the base of Beacon Hill for nine years before we bought this house. Mm. And only when walking specifically to, you know, the top of Beacon Street at like the state house, do you think like, oh yeah, this is a hill. Yeah. It's just, just and nothing. I don't know, maybe that's not even the hill they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about Bunker Hill. Yeah. I'm it's gonna just a stupid show and Showtime loves letting things languish. Okay. I'm gonna keep watching it even though it's legitimately awful. It Naturally. has like almost no good characters or interesting anything going on really. But yes. Also the the series finale of Showtime is coming up in a few weeks, which I'm really excited Shameless, about. Shameless, you mean? Yes. Yeah. What did I say? You said Showtime. It's oh, okay. on Showtime. There Shameless season 11 should have been season, in my opinion, it should have been five seasons. Yeah. That would have been solid. Would have been fine. It's but yeah, like I remember season four of that show being like, wow, this show's on fire. It used to be a great show, but then it they did, were just yeah. like, let's just never end. And It's just how many situations can we put William H. Macy being compromised in? And they, that, they did that too much. So they had to bring in Luis Guzman and it's just yeah. enough enough emmy rossum left the show it's over like they should have ended it definitely after she left but yeah. they cobbled together two more seasons just out yep. of spite yeah they're doing the classic it's like the office and plenty of other shows right. where like the main character leaves and then you do two more seasons that everybody hates and then you just like limp to the finish line and it's just like okay. the guy who plays carl it's probably a wonderful paycheck yeah. he's set for life now yeah and he's a nobody Will yeah. he do anything else? No, he's going to be like an Aaron Paul syndrome where it's just like Ooh. one popular show that ran a That's lot good. and then you're done. Hmm. But yes, this long national nightmare is nearly over. Shameless <laughs> is almost off the airwaves and I'm excited about it. What else are you watching in the news or is in the news? Do you see that Ron Livingston is replacing your boy Billy Crudup in the Flash movie starring Ezra Miller? Yeah, now you told filming? me that. I'm really, I'm a big Ezra guy. I'm thinking he can carry this movie by himself anyway. Mm. So I'm not that worried about the side characters, but I do believe that Crudup is superior to Ron Livingston in pretty much anything that he's done. Yeah, Crudup to Livingston, huge downgrade. Yeah. He's I'm a big morning show guy. He really brings it there. Mm. I think Ron Livingston was great in Swingers. He was great in Office Space. He's fun. And as that's like kind of where it ends. He's good as like a sidecar. Sure. He's good as like the fifth lead in a pack of sidecar rats. He's like a watered down Jason Bateman. Ooh, that's probably fair. I would say Jason Bateman should be in The Flash. He's better than both <laughs> of them. How about that? In. But yeah, that... Uh... I'm still, I'm a DC guy now, as you know, after my loving of the Snyder cut. So I'm here for it. I'm going to see it. We're Snyder heads. Ayer head, Snyder head. It's all the same. Yes. That Ayer head. That, how about David Ayer saying there's another cut of the Suicide Squad? No, thank you, sir. You're punching out there. <laughs> how about the fact that Suicide Squad made $700 million? Little Easter egg that I read the other day. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, like it did That's well. That's pretty well. Everyone in the world saw it and was like, ugh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. People always joke about DC movies being like a total joke when compared to Marvel movies, but I mean, they kind of aren't. Mm. I mean, like all three Christopher Nolan Batman movies are under the DC umbrella. Yeah. So aren't those 
isn't the dark knight like one of the highest grossing movies ever yes and i think that alone even dark knight rises is like i think that's up there too even though you're probably asking yourself oh bane's here why hasn't ink done his bane impression (laughs) in months i have been asking myself that why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a hank's truck Wow, Hank and Bane. Now that's a fun duo. I, I thought about going back into Hank, playing the song, doing Hank and Bane back and forth, and then I decided against it. So just imagine what that might be like and have a laugh, folks. Beautiful. What Did else? Did you see the big uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi reveal? They revealed this cast list for the Kenobi show, which starts shooting in the bean somewhat soon love to know why they picked boston but like we said the tax breaks are why people come to boston so yeah they're filming on probably at fenway in some sort of a green screen (laughs) arena we need to storm onto the set as bean guys with our blasters and be dope just film it on the fucking paramount lot and be done with it don't like fly all over the country but yeah i mean ewan mcgregor reprising his role of birthday boy obi-wan kenobi from the prequel trilogy for this series and the big news is hayden christensen mm. the jumper himself <laughs> i hate jumpers is uh coming out of something resembling retirement yeah i'm surprised he wasn't already working on american heist 2 with uh, <laughs> adrian brody and like really tied up on location somewhere yeah or like a sequel to that movie he made with emma roberts that like italian food rom-com oh no What's, or what about that pizza place movie? It's it's probably that one. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Oh fuck. Where it's like he's <laughs> he looks so like drastically older than her. It's just fucked up. That's the good stuff. He's one of those guys famous for like his wooden acting in the the prequel trilogies as Anakin Skywalker. So it'll be interesting to see if he has you know gotten any chops in the interim as he reprises this role. And there's also a bunch of other people added to this Kenobi cast. Kumail Nanjiani getting a little more work. Oh, oh my I, face is square. I look, I look, <laughs> I look like Easter Island. I got too jacked. I'm in a Star my, my Wars. weird glistening abs yes. covered in baby oil. Oh, have you seen the big sick? Monty's favorite, my fa- I'm Monty's favorite actor. This is racism, doing an Indian accent. He's mm. Pakistani. Yes. So we'll learn more about how problematic I am later. No doubt. But um, who else do we have in the cast? O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is Ice Cube's son. Oh, God. One of the few strong sons of a famous actor who can actually act. He's a Chet Hanks. He's all right, actually. Yeah, I'll give you that. He, I liked him in, we were mentioning the Aubrey Plaza movie, uh, Ingrid Goes West. Yeah, he was great good. I really loved um, the NWA movie, uh, Straight Outta Compton, mm. and was fucking, it got completely snubbed for yeah. everything but music in the Oscars. And it was like, that's kind of where the Oscars being racist began, I think. Like, well, I mean, they've been racist forever, but that's like where people were like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I like how he kind of owned the whole, like, being the son of a famous guy with that movie. He's oh, yeah. Like, he's like, I'm just going to nip this in the bud right with my, my first role. I'm playing my dad in this movie. <laughs> like, he eight miled himself. Yeah. yeah. That's actually kind of awesome. I never thought about it like that. It's a cool move. 
But yeah, he's in this. Also, Han from Fast and Furious sneaking into that cast. I saw that. Like to see What's him his real name? Work. I have no idea. Sung Kang. Our reservation is that we live in a free country. Worker and friend of the show. Familia member. And also the big, you know, the big outlier in this, or, you know, just the most notable, Benny Safdie, who's one of the Safdie brothers who directed Uncut Gems, Good Time, a bunch of other movies we've talked about on the program. That's pretty awesome. Is joining the cast of Kenobi as, I assume, some sort of like alien sidecar. Are you saying that because he has an odd face? Well, just like he's like the wacky guy. I can't imagine they're casting him to play like a rebel fucking trooper or whatever's going on. But yeah, the- He has chops. Good Time was excellent. Them casting him in something, Star Wars is cool now. I'm pulling it out of the obits. Star Wars is back. And yeah, I'm excited to see this. This is part of like the 10 Star Wars shows that they're- A little late on the uptake here. Gonna be like unveiling over the course of the next couple years. But I mean, the prequel movies get a lot of shit. They've got some good stuff in them. I'd like to see them cobble together some sort of continuation with the same actors. Why not? Maybe it'll be good. Scotty Sunshine is still here. Yeah, you're very positive. I appreciate that. I like your energy. It's good Ooh, for me. Thank you. Um, Speaking of my energy, hmm. folks, we got a new trailer for Spiral, the Book of Saw, this past week. Oh, man. Yes. The movie I've been waiting for more than any others, except for maybe Fast 9, is finally coming out May 14th. I can't wait to be front row for that. Yes. The saw voice is kind of your thing. I don't really (laughs) have one. He's in. I think I love saw. (laughs) Yeah, this is the Chris Rock saw movie. Motherfucker. And yeah, did you see the new trailer? I haven't watched... I think I just saw the teaser. I've never seen the full a full trailer. It was a good trailer. They make it look like it's going to be more of like a like a detective kind of movie. Detectives. Really, I'm sure they're just like downplaying the gore because they can't show that type of stuff in a preview. But I don't know. I was getting a good vibe from this movie. I'm hoping it's heinously gross. Oh yeah, it will be. Need that yeah, for us. It's a saw movie. Oh yeah, that'll be there. But I mean. They show Samuel L. Jackson in this trailer, like in a trap, and I was. It's a just, trap. Yeah, I was having fun imagining him. Like enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking traps in this motherfucking book of saw. He probably says that in this movie, and I'm gonna be in the theater cheering. It's gonna be delightful. Mm. Yeah, Spiral, the book of saw, comes out on May 14th. And I'm working on my own spinoff, Swirls. <laughs> the Book of Saw. Yes. <laughs> He's in. <laughs> and also they... <laughs> like, oh boy, I got all these traps laid out. Where is everything? I gotta have a CI. How do I get out of this? <laughs> that was good. I didn't see that coming at all. That was very funny. And they also announced that 21 Savage is set to executive produce the music for Spiral. He's trying to do the RZA thing. 
Yeah. Speaking of RZA, he was in Nobody, which we will discuss. Ooh. Is 21 Savage dope? Do you, He's all right, yeah. He has some good songs. Would I know one of his songs? Um, I will play you my favorite. Yeah, give me his quick. most recognizable because I know that name, but I couldn't place it. Hmm. But I mean, as long as he does like a dope remix of the classic Saw music that we were playing moments ago. I feel like that is this... legitimately maybe my favorite song. I'm down. Oh, he's one of those one of those future guys who does like the voicey rapping. Like this? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. They're, they're in that same camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as voicey. True. It's catchy. I guess this is fire. This is heat. Brat, brat. Man, shit, man. Oh, this is wild, shit, actually. I, I, don't, I mean, I feel like I should put your music on, but yeah, 50 man. Cent's here with us in the studio. No, fucking let, let this shit fucking flow, man. I'm wow, this. 50. It's great to see you. It's been a few weeks. How have you been? Yeah, I've been fucking good, man. I don't like the fact that the Book of Saw is stealing all the fucking thunder from the, the Book of Power. Are you fucking feeling me on that I, I actually what? do believe that you could probably sue them for some sort of... Yeah. Theft there. I'm in fucking copyright del- infringement. I'm in deliberation and shit right now. I'm gonna fucking work that out. Me and Chris Rock gonna fucking fight and shit. Wow. Okay. That's pretty. That's dope. Yeah, man. Fifty. I am a huge power guy. Tell yeah. us. Give me a spoiler for power coming up. Power, the book of ghosts, or Canaan. The book of Canaan is the next one. Shit, man. You know I ain't giving that shit away. Ah, that was a test. All right, fifty. It's great to see you. I guess you have to get back to gold chains. Yeah, I'm or something else. I'm about to fuck off. But All right. I fucking love the All right, bet. Bye. Yeah, bet. That bet. Yeah, have a goo. Wow. Great of him to stop by. You missed him again. What, were you in the bathroom? Yeah. Every time he comes, you're in the bathroom. But, I mean, he's a good dude. He'll be back. Yeah. 50 Cent, friend of the show, friend of me. Scott has yet to meet him because he's always out of the room. But Yes. I like... We're going to bring all these into the book corner. The book of Saw, the book of Power, the book of... Scotty's book Jesus. of Saw corner. Yes. I love it. The book of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read the fucking Bible, folks. Are you in? I'm in. He's in. Bible. Can we talk about shots? I really want to talk about shots. I mean, before that, I have one more piece of news that is. Hit me. It just can't wait. One more second. Young Sheldon has been renewed (laughs) for season. Oh, yeah, we needed that. For season five, six, and seven. Jim Parsons just. Scrooge McDuck money bin <laughs> diving right now, like oh, another hundred million. Yes, God, I mean, that sucks. For people that don't know, Young Sheldon is the Big Bang Theory prequel series that explores that annoying character's annoying younger life with a different, uh, you know, a child performance. I guess he's captured America's. I mean, it just got renewed for three seasons at one time. They don't do this with shows. Shows normally get renewed one season at a time. But I guess this is such a hit that they're just like, we're all in. Mm. We're going to make young Sheldon until he's old enough where it's awkward that it's called young Sheldon. Because he'll be like 19 years old playing 
that fucking stupid character. Who is watching this show? Do you know anyone? I think who Middle watches- America watches all these shows. I really do. I think there's like a bastion of people from like, I don't know, Ohio to Eastern California that just settle in in front of their mediocre 32 inch television with their basic cable and just like pop on channel seven and there's young Sheldon and they just watch it and then fall asleep in their chair and that's just their life and it's miserable and then they die of heart disease (laughs) it's gotta be because there's no other explanation for anyone watching this program (laughs) any rational person you have to be a sick maniac to actually consider yourself a fan of this yeah I mean, yeah. I'm sure old children will be getting greenlit in no time. So we'll just be watching this character for the rest of our lives for Woof. eternity. But uh, yeah, also, I'm still playing the Fast and Furious video game, Fast and Furious Crossroads, which is borderline unplayably bad. Like, it's a racing game that just has dog shit, like, mechanics or physics i'm playing it just for the cheesy cutscenes that have vin diesel like or the likeness of vin diesel just looks awful delivering it looks like old and dated it's terrible yeah like i also can't believe you don't play the game as dom you're playing as some like new character it's like what they fucked everything up it's bad you can't even be dom there should be a level where you're playing as paul walker like driving into the afterlife or something fun that i can have fun with it's terrible Mm. and also peter stormare that guy we like to make fun of for playing the same hacky villain in every movie is in this game playing the hacky villain he plays in everything (laughs) delivering a voice performance that you know it's just like oh fucking dom i'm gonna take down the team the familia it's horrible no thank you it's insane Mm. but i'm gonna play the duration of it for reasons unknown what'd you shut i mean what did you shut i shut off the one on netflix which was recommended to me several times I don't even know what it's about, but in the first minute, it was too Britishy, oh. and they lost me. And that's it. Unless you count the show Big Dogs on oh. HBO, which I don't even know what that was, but it was like low budget and crap. <clears throat> I can barely count either of these because it was legit first minute I had them on. Yeah, those are... It's hard to tell if that counts. Yeah. But speaking of Big Dogs, folks, I shut Pooch Perfect. Saw that coming. This when you week. sent the screenshot of the menu, I was like, that's not going to be watched. Yes. Basically put it on just to sneak it into the shuts here. This is the new Fox reality show where Rebel Wilson is hosting a best-in-show type dog competition mm. type thing. And this show's a nightmare. They're doing nothing but dog puns. Like, ultimate challenge. She comes out and says... I know my shit, zoos. And it's just like never-ending stuff like that where it's like- Not this, fun at all. This isn't anything. You can't just do dog puns and have dogs walking around and be like, this is a show. It's it's like pun overload. It's like yeah, Arnold no in Batman and Robin just doing- Chill. Yeah, like cold puns endlessly. It's like exhausting. Like, yes, yes, you can make- Words sound like other words that have to do with dogs. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. out. 
and it's just a horrible excuse for a program. Like once the show actually starts, it's just people dolling up dogs that look like they want to die because they're being like colored and run through fucking obstacle courses. It's like a sad, awful show. I'm out. It's terrible. And as friends of the show, Dan and Amanda also shut this show. I was proud of them. Good, good. For getting in on the shuts. And yeah, I turned it off and watched Keenan, which might be the best show on network television at this moment. I still need to give that a try. Mm. Very enjoyable program. Why don't we take a little break? I have to pish. We're going to watch Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh. And be right back. Folks, we'll be right back. We're back. Folks, we just watched... Godzilla vs. Kong, which is now in theaters and on HBO Max for the next 28 days, I believe. I fucking hate how they do that with the like, oh, it's only a couple of weeks. You better get in there. Just, like, I get it. I understand. Yeah, it's a whole... They didn't think it through. It's a no. weird thing, especially it, now the theaters are like reopening. They're probably regretting doing this whole rollout. But yes, do we need a summary for Godzilla vs. Kong? I feel like it's no. the most self-explanatory movie. That... It's Godzilla, it's Kong, and they're against one another. Yes. And, but there's more. I mean, they start out, King Kong's like trapped on Skull Island in some sort of a Truman Show type scenario where they like have him captured and, you know, the earth is hollow, filled with creatures. They need to... Fucking get King Kong to fight Godzilla. It's it's pretty classic. It uh, I hate the cast of this a whole lot. It had uh, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, Kyle Chandler from Bloodline. Yeah, Kyle Chandler. They bring him back from the last Godzilla movie just to be like, look, we have a through line. This is a series of films, and he's in this movie for maybe like two total minutes of screen time just is he playing millie bobby brown's father yes okay i was missing that until the end and alexander skarsgård is in this i've had enough of him too yeah it's funny they have him playing like the nerdy science guy even though as we were discussing he's like the he plays a hunk in almost everything right he's he's six four and jacked like he's not the nerdy guy yeah like he's not believable at all as an intellectual let's slap some glasses on this guy this is a nerdy scientist Movies like this, I this is my theory on movies. Like this movie, the critics will rip this to shreds if they haven't already. The movies, Godzilla and Kong movies don't do as well with that. Be, I'm sure they do okay box office wise because they're fun. Mm. But they spend too much time with a paper thin story, character development, character development that nobody gives a shit about. Mm. Just make Godzilla King Kong fan service. Like them killing each other the story's irrelevant every time they pivoted back to the storyline especially the millie bobby brown storyline yes i was writhing in agony i know and the you're... fights were cool they were fine if yeah. you like watching computer graphics i know what but... you're saying on paper it's like why can't this whole movie just be godzilla yeah. and king kong fighting and Make you're like it more fun 
you're like, well, I guess you got to like have a story and fill in the blanks and stuff. But yeah, this movie has like 45 human characters and you could chop easily half of them out and it wouldn't affect the movie at all. It would probably make it better. Right. Without- it, there's no need for this movie to be two plus hours with like development of any kind. Yeah. Because like no one cares. No one's thinking about Millie Bob. Bobby Brown from the 2018 movie and and hoping that she comes out of this okay. This movie had way too much of her. I think she's a legitimately awful actress. She sucks. She, I get like Gal Gadot vibes from her. She just doesn't have the stuff. She might be worse. Yeah. And she's not as attractive either. Gal Gadot is running on being the most beautiful woman alive. Millie Bobby Brown is just like the voice of Generation Z. I honestly can't wait for her to be a forgotten actress. And they actually have a lot of impressive actors in this movie. Like Rebecca Hall, who was in the town, so she's a friend of the show. She's in this movie and like, I don't know, they have a lot of people like selling very ridiculous dialogue. Like she's like the Kong person and they have to have her just, I can't remember the line I was going to mention. But she was working for me. I was digging her whole. She's frumpy nonsense. to me. I don't know. You, I thought nah, she makes sense, like in the town, I guess, as like this, like outsider who. Ugh, I don't know. She's not my favorite either. Kid, if she's good enough for Ben Affleck in the town, she's good enough for anybody. I'm too tired to do the voice, but know that <laughs> that it's there in my heart, and that I want to do it. But yeah, this movie, you didn't seem to love it. It was okay. It was very slow to start, and yeah, any scene where like the monsters weren't fighting was a little lacking, but I mean, the fights were great. The fights were good. I tuned out otherwise. I I didn't mean to. I just, there's just nothing about the rest of the movie that I was even close to being invested in. Yeah. I was going to say it's kind of dumb, but a movie like Godzilla vs. Kong maybe should be kind of dumb. Should have been dumber. Yeah, like maybe should have been the dumbest movie well, ever made. There's like they're traveling to the center of the earth and like finding some radioactive axe. Yeah. And like the axe explodes radiation all over everybody and like, that's what everyone liked. didn't instantly get cancer. I like that though. Like like they're going for it. They're taking swings. It's like, "Oh, we're going to there's a hollow earth where all these creatures come from and we're going there and it's like all artsy and weird and sci-fi." Yeah. I was digging it. That's where you and I diverge, I think, because you'll appreciate when somebody's putting in a good effort. And like, you know, for me, it's like, give me a product or I want nothing to do with it. Like, yeah. I, I need an end result. Like, it had some wrinkles. There's a storyline with uh, this young deaf girl who's like the only person King Kong will communicate with. Right. How How come? Yeah. I thought that Why? was interesting. It's cool having a deaf character in a movie movie because it's a good excuse to uh do a cool sequence where like everything's silent and like king kong's doing a bunch of loud stuff but you can't hear it because you're seeing it through her vision it's like a quiet place where you know workish they're they're getting artsy in here yeah that's to me that was like the last thing they should have been doing like i needed just like i i needed roaring from the animals and like them fighting and mm. breaking stuff and that's it and do it for 88 minutes and call it 
Their big fight was dope, though. Yeah, that was, was pretty I was, cool. I loved the with fight. the big robot thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. It's free. It's there. Don't go. Don't go to the fucking theater. I don't. Yeah. Although watching this on a regular TV, like we watched it on the big TV, so that was cool. But I don't know. I, yeah, I can't like, imagine settling in for this on a thirty-two inch. Yeah, it had a good sense of scale and stuff, but I don't feel like I missed much not seeing this in the theater. I was very pleased watching this on your 77-inch television here in the chill zone. Mm. I didn't feel like, you know, I was missing the spectacle that would come with... uh, They probably... I don't know. They probably took that into account that most people would not be seeing this in a theater. Mm. Yeah, I was... I'm more of a King Kong guy. You said you're a Zilla guy. I think I'm a Godzilla guy. I don't know. I don't I don't really love any of their movies, so it's hard for yeah. me to even pick. I've seen like all of them with you and I'm just like, yeah, okay. I was concerned for them both like too much. I just want them to get along. I just want these guys to just have fun. Just have a laugh. Maybe like start a podcast together. It'd be kind of fun. Hey, you suck dick. And yeah, like you alluded to, they introduced like a third threat to the movie. Big finish, won't give it all away. I dug it. And yeah, I won't spoil it, but the big baby from Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, comes in in the third right. act to uh, to really just... And he has diarrhea everywhere. He big does. mess. It's fucked up. Mm. Can we talk about Nobody. Yes. The new Bob Odenkirk movie from the writer of John Wick. Yes, folks, we went to a movie theater this past week, and it wasn't to see the big monster movie on the big screen. It was to see a relatively low-budget Bob Odenkirk thriller on the big screen. (laughs) And it was a much, much, much better movie. Way more fun. Great script. I just, I I liked it. I liked everything about this movie. I wasn't bored. I was excited. Yeah, I didn't is, want it to end. Let's explain it for the fans. A summary of this picture. It's like a it's a John Wick type movie, and it was written by the same guy, which makes the comparison more fair. Mm. Bob Odenkirk plays like a normal kind of guy. People break into his house. He doesn't do like a heroic response to it. He kind of gets like shit on and then sends him down a path of uh, violence, ridiculousness, the work, the whole deal. We saw this at uh, the AMC with friend of the show, Joey, who joined us last week on the program. I mean, we got popcorn. We got some chicken tendies. It was a celebration. I felt a little sick. Those tendies. There was loud children. How popping were those tendies? They were good. You hit me good. with a tendy, it really it changed my life. Yeah, that's one thing I like, that they're allowing the food in the theater again. That was a thing they were not over the summer. Mm. I don't know. I whew, Excuse me. Um, Michael Ironsides is in this. Christopher Lloyd is in this. There's like some like funny cameos. There's a scene with Christopher Lloyd that made me laugh harder than I've laughed in a in a movie theater in years. Mm. Um, I feel like this should have a sequel. Bob Odenkirk said he would do one on the Howard Stern interview. Ooh. Um, I, I just, like. I don't know. I just, I just thought this was a really fun movie. I don't even have it. It's, it's the type of movie that's like, it's hard to really review it or comment on it because it's just like great fight scenes in action. I liked how 
it's very nice and lean. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. Like it gets right into it. Doesn't waste too much time with the build up or anything. And I liked how it's Bob Odenkirk as like an action guy playing like a John Wick type character, but he's not like John Wick in the sense that John Wick's like seems invulnerable and he just like shoots everyone in the world in the head and you're like, oh, no one can touch this guy. He's right. superhuman. In this movie, Bob Odenkirk's character, you think he's going to be like that, but then once the fighting starts, like he doesn't nail the first punch and like he's getting beat up and I liked that about it. Like he isn't perfect at fighting. It made the whole movie like more believable and more relatable. I really like the way they handled that. I thought that like set everything together. Fun. <laughs> um, we loved it. Yes. Were you texting? What are you doing over there? I was queuing. Uh, <laughs> I was queuing up a bit. Oh, good. Don't play. Um, what else do we have? Yeah, Christopher Lloyd's in this, as you mentioned. He's a friend of a friend of the show. Joey, we had him on last week. Yeah, this is this is ripe for a sequel. We'll see if that actually happens. I don't know. I hope it, if they did it, it would be good. But this is good as it is. I think it's a good standalone. It was it was quick. I, more movies should be below two hours. Just there's nothing I want. I don't want to sit through anything that's out, that's two, three, four hours long. I really don't. I enjoyed uh, Justice League because I was able to break it up. But if I'm in the theater especially, like I, I didn't mind Godzilla just because we were here and I was comfortable and I was able to like get up and go to the bathroom and whatever without it being like a slick, disgusting mess. But I don't know. This movie was a pleasant... I, I knew I would like it. I didn't think I was going to love it. And it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I liked how it was... You probably heard on Howard, it was based on a Bob Odenkirk idea because he had a real break-in that happened to him and his family back in the day, mm -hmm. which is something I didn't know until I heard that, and I thought that was cool. And then like he approached Derek, whatever his name is, the John Wick guy, and years later, now we have this movie. But yeah, I really dug this. I recommend checking it out for a gritty, action-packed time. It was also very funny. I don't know if we mentioned that. It had like a lot of good comedic moments that really hit for me. And yeah, this movie's only in theaters, but only for like two weeks. I think it's on demand April 16th. Yeah, it'll be on HBO Max, I think. Yeah. Soon. And I'll watch it again. Yeah, this is... I really like this. Nobody, which is now in theaters. And it's cool because there was basically nobody in the theater. When we saw it, aside from those rascals who were making a little noise, Ugh. which was regrettable. Yeah, that'll keep me out of the theaters for six weeks. <laughs> eh. Maybe more. It was a bad, I don't know. They, they were fine after a while, but I don't want to hear anything. What do you think, Thief? We watched Thief this week, mm. which is a one of the early Michael Mann movies with, uh, I must say Gene Hackman, with James Caan. It recently had its 40th anniversary. 
which the other day. I had no idea. I watched it on Friday just because it was on HBO Max and I'd been meaning to watch it. And then I realized the next day was its 40th anniversary, Eat. which was a weird coincidence. But this is a, and then now the rewatchables just did a podcast about it, which I listened to this morning, which is great. And it's a really fun movie. It's a guy who's a safe cracker, a thief, haha, who basically runs a used car dealership as a front and he's, gearing up for one last big job before he retires. And of course, as many heist robbery movies often do, things go wrong. There's a love interest and which is kind of dumb, but it also like provided some of the funnier parts of the movie or like, like the Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman did it again, James Caan and she having argument and like, I don't know. It's, a movie that I thought was going to be in the very beginning, it starts off a little bit slow and I was worried that it was going to be boring or that it was going to be too dated or whatever. It didn't feel. And then I realized it, this is definitely a Michael Mann movie. There's a lot of DNA from his other movies in yeah, it. A lot of, especially in this movie, he has like the coolest shots in his movies. Yeah. And more than anything else, walking away from this movie, I was like, that movie was cool. I wish more directors were like concerned about their movies being cool, for lack of a better word. Yeah. I don't know. This movie just like had the stuff, like cool character actor, 70s stuff. Every person in this was like, the cast in this thing, like Willie Nelson's in a couple scenes, Jim Belushi's in this movie. Which is weird, yeah. And he's kind of good. It was- The Willie Nelson was a bit of a stunt casting. I didn't, and like like they said on the rewatchables, they were saying like that was probably the height of his popularity, the early '80s. So it was like kind of an odd choice to put him in this. They said it would be basically like casting Taylor Swift as like the sister in something right now. Ooh. It would just be pretty blatant. Um, I don't know. I I liked this a lot though. It was, I thought it was great, and I like almost I like every Michael Mann movie except for Black Hat, which I thought was unwatchable, and I shut that off a couple weeks ago. Mm. But this was good. It's on HBO Max. Um, there's several like laugh out loud funny lines that aren't supposed to be funny that are just like James Con going for it, mm. and I don't know. I, it's it's like early Mike. It's that early like '80s Michael Mann feel. Like it just feels like it feels like the the prototype for what Heat became. Mm. Yeah, you can see a lot of the stuff that was influenced by this movie. Mm. Watching it, it's one of those kind of flicks. That's Thief from Michael Mann, which. Is just had its 40th anniversary and it's on HBO Max. What do you think? You got anything else? Um, no, that seems like a show. Mm, seems like a show to me. Hmm. <clears throat> Can we watch uh, 90 seconds of Wedding Crashers and then call it? Okay. How about that? Let me just get my timer here. That's an important part of the 90 seconds. And families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes. Okay. I think I have a good time eating crab, crab cakes. cakes. I love them. And you got a band? Did you have a band? Yeah. 
Good or bad? Who gives a shit? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the Get air. The and shout. Yeah. yeah. A little bit oh, 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 hey. Shout hey. now. Jump up and shout now. It's a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rubbing up against each other. Just a couple of kids who like the fuck. I could easily just like honest. hold my it. phone in my hand nice. and finish this right now. It's the institution of marriage. Mm. It's not realistic. It's crazy. Don't do this on this tiny person. screen. Saying yes to yourself and saying yes to your future. Yes. And have some opportunities. I've seen this movie sure 70 times. Free. Maybe go out and meet some Latin guy that can dance, grind up on you, make you feel dangerous, but also safe. And how about you? Don't you want to get inside chastity without having to wonder if anyone's going to find out? God, wouldn't that be sweet? Wouldn't that be nice? Have some Latin guy sweating all over you, talking to you in languages you don't understand, needing you, wanting you, taking you. All we're trying to say is... Put your swords away for a second. Let's finish this and let's move on. Get out there and get some strange ass. Could you give her a glass of water so she can take that? I never understood why, like, their little speech there made him hey hate That's his ex-wife less. Mm. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but it just never made sense to me. And that's, and that's 90. Wow. Which is good. That's it for us here at the Enough Podcast. Um, here's the Kid Rock for you. Folks, thanks for listening. Brace yourselves for a Turkey Boy Summer. Follow us on all the things. And I don't know, maybe have a goo? I don't know. <clears throat> I am on Instagram at ankfit. A-N-K underscore F-I-T. And check out my new website at ankfit.com if you must. You're going to love it. Have a great weekend.